everyone, this is April. And this is Jill. And we are the Sweet and Spicy Chicks. And we are so happy you joined us and found our podcast amidst the many. <laughs> and we yes. have a few awesome new things that Jill is so great at telling you about. So I'm going to give it on over to her. Thank you, friend. And also, you look great today. Oh, just FYI. You. She looks good, guys. <laughs> like her in the comments. Um, so... Just a couple housekeeping items that we're really excited about. Um, we are now live transcribing every episode that hits <laughs> our podcast uh, episode form in the show notes. So we wanted to do that. We absolutely believe that this is going to make it a lot more inclusive for those that want to follow along by reading along with us. So we're super excited. That is happening as of August 8th, our first episode, or our second episode, sorry is going to be transcribed. Um, and do you want to tell them what episodes we're doing? Yes. So we are excited. I don't know if you guys were able to catch any of our TikTok or Instagram website areas or yes. whatever they're called because I'm so old. <laughs> but anyways, we actually are doing Mr. Malcolm's List. And yes. So the other day we got a sneak away and have a girls night and it was much needed and so awesome. It was really nice. I don't know if we snuck away because then we launched a post on TikTok True. and told True. our but husbands we, that we snuck True. away. <laughs> really sneaking but you know <laughs> it's a break That's we are needed. very bad criminals if we ever yes. do something wrong because then it's right there it's right all there on TikTok. <laughs> no yeah. it's really exciting um and then in addition to one last thing in addition to the transcription every single episode now that we have is going to be as soon as the episode airs on our streaming platform it's going to be live broadcasted to youtube right mm -hmm. at the same time so you can look for those every Monday um, morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard and 5 a.m. for those of us that are on Pacific Standard right now. So that's, that's right. really exciting because we don't have to do, for us, I think, because we don't have to do all the behind-the-scenes work mm -hmm. to get the video edited and out. It's just going to be live uh, transcribed and then launched on YouTube as we launch on our podcast platform, too. So we're getting awesome. a little bit better. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that poor Jill, she was taking on all that. <laughs> I'm like, she's really happy. <laughs> so yes, we have a lot of new New exciting things and also you can always check out our website too we want to throw that out there yes www.sweetandspicychicks and so that has all the stuff happening and the new stuff and also we always want to say if you love us then like us on all of our many platforms that i really love that <laughs> she's on fire with it you have to say I'm that all trying. the time now <laughs> it's so, the new look guys she went blonde yes she's on fire the way she's dressed today oh, and you. then she just she just does us proud. I don't know. Oh, I'm loving you. it. I appreciate that because I'm not feeling it. <laughs> so you ever have those days where you just feel like, oh, dear God, when you yes. wake up? Yeah. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Safe all to right. Say. So do you think that is it for all the housekeeping? I think that's it for the housekeeping. Okay. Should we get into the show? Yes. And we're going to do this like we do all of our movies. So it's going to be where we're just going to go through the theme, the plot, just on kind of a low level. And then we're going to get into the good juicy stuff because we don't want to spoil it for all you people out there. Yeah. And that way it also gives you availability. If you haven't watched it, you can go watch it and then you can come back and join our thoughts too. Yes. So we're going to get started with no further ado, Mr. Malcolm's List. Okay. Okay, so this week 
we switched it up a little bit. We're still gonna do a high level plot overview. We're never gonna give you the spoilers because as April said, we want you to go watch it. We don't wanna ruin it for you. But instead of pulling from IMBD this week because we read the synopsis and it was one sentence. One sentence. Yeah. (laughs) So like April said, somebody didn't do their job this week, which is fine. We hope that that person is on vacation, but we deserve a little bit better. So (laughs) for all of you, we did some extra work. We actually pulled the synopsis from the Mr. Malcolm movie list, and that's what I'm going to be reading from. If you ever want to go look this up, I'm absolutely going to include the links in the show notes so that you can go and read it for yourself. So... In 19th century England, jilted by London's most eligible bachelor, Julia convinces her friend to play the role of his ideal match. Soon, Mr. Malcolm wonders, however, if he's found the perfect woman or if it's the perfect hoax. It was, I mean, I think that was a way better summary. Well, way better than one sentence. (laughs) It was one sentence. And it didn't even make sense. No. So again, hope you're on vacation, sir yes. or ma'am. Um, sipping margaritas on a beach. Somewhere. But come back and do us <laughs> yes. a little bit better. Okay. So I'm going to let you take it away for okay. characters. Perfect. So I'm not going to go over the actor and actress names this time. We're just going to jump right in because there's quite a few again. So we're starting with Mr. Jeremiah Malcolm, a.k.a. Jeremy. We have Miss Selena Dalton, her parents, Mr. and Mrs. Dalton, Miss Julia Thistlewaite, her mother, Mrs. Thistlewaite, and Julia's footman, John. Mr. Woodbury, a prospective um, suitor to Miss Dalton. We'll get into that later. And then Julia's cousin, Lord Cassidy, a.k.a. Cassie. Captain Henry Ossery, Selena's cousin, Mrs. Covington. Mr. Malcolm's mom, Elizabeth Malcolm, Countess of Kilborn, a.k.a. Lady Kilborn. (laughs) So that's a lot. But that's the gist of, again, the most kind of important parts. Yeah. Because there's so many little parts that I'm not going to get into all of that. I feel like in all these historical fiction, like 18th century British films, we have a huge cast yes. of characters. Like so. 10,000. And I was actually going to say, like, <laughs> these names are hard because they are. When you're watching it and you can't write notes right then and there. Yeah. And then you go back and we both were like, how, what, what was her name? And like, how do you say that? And how do you spell that? Yeah. So thank God for the internet and we could Google it. <laughs> yeah. No, you do a good job. Props oh, to you. Thanks. All right. Themes visited. Yeah. You want to take it away? So we had pride, arrogance, revenge, hate, bitterness, jealousy, betrayal, humility, friendship, love, and ultimately forgiveness. Yes. There's a lot. Who did those themes? You did. (laughs) I was going to ask them. I'm like, because you know, I get more like dark and deep. And she's like, okay, listeners. (laughs) She let it slide this time. You always, she always transcribes so much better than me. Just FYI. Um, All right. Questions. Mm-hmm. So, would you watch this with your kids? I tried. <laughs> you tried. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, this one we didn't. We actually had a yeah, night out for this one, but I still feel like it's going to fall in the same category as yeah. Bridgerton and well, that I did well, not watch no. with my kids, but no. same category as I would say uh, Downton Abbey. Same category as Persuasion, yeah. where yeah, they're, they're just not. bored. Yeah, like I don't think I couldn't, and and my husband too. It would not oh, be the same. <laughs> Not the yeah. one that he would be wanting to watch. He's yeah. Like, no, if he, he just like, no, go have a girl night. I'd yeah. Rather that. Which was fine for yeah. us. And like it. I said, I think we said a couple episodes ago that if your husband is watching this with you, yeah. good wow. for you. Yes. They're trying to impress you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so kudos to them. Yeah. <laughs> Give them brownie points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then parents, yeah, I'd watch it with my parents. I mean, they might be bored <laughs> to tears, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but they might be bored. I don't know. And then is that really it for, I think, our... I think of, that's it yeah. for us. Did you have... 
any other like early thoughts about the plot without giving away spoilers <clears throat> it's tough it is i'll just say like if you guys have listened and checked out the bridgerton one yeah. and how we had our thoughts kind of known on the gentleman in there you're gonna want to stay tuned for sure and check back on what we think of this guy yeah <laughs> I definitely think there was some good character development on his role. Yeah. Um, It was very much like, I got the Pride and Prejudice sense. Did you? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I am super excited to go deeper. So we are going to start, the movie starts off in England of 1802. And we are at Mrs. Finch's Ladies Academy. Two little girls who we do find out are Selena and Julia are practicing to be married. That was so cute. They're like <laughs> pretending to walk down the aisle and they're hoping for good matches and they promise to write each other and hopefully be able to visit each other when they are older. And then we have the quick time jump like happens in some of these movies and you're like, what on earth is going on? <laughs> and then there's cue the voiceover and we now meet Mr. Biggest Catch of the Season himself, the Honorable Jeremy Malcolm, the younger son of an earl who just inherited from his aunt a sizable fortune and large country estate in kent he made twenty thousand a year but we don't know do you know have any idea what that would be like no i was supposed to google it but i will google it while we're going through this and at the end (laughs) you failed you're fine (laughs) yeah i did actually fail in the show notes i know (laughs) i will put the inflationary rate in there but from all the movies and things i've watched not that i'm a history buff like you but it was quite a bit of money because mostly they would do like 10-ish I believe. Yeah. Year, and that was good. Like, I remember, like, from Pride and Prejudice and stuff. I think he made, like, 10. Yeah. I want to say. So, he's he's pretty rich. So, anyways, going on. So, Mr. Malcolm is searching for a bride, but not just any bride mind. And he wouldn't be seduced by fine eyes or flirtatious smile. He had no interest in social climbers or fortune hunters. He was a kind man with an outward reserve that concealed a warm heart. A heart that he was eager to bestow upon the appropriate young lady. In so doing, he has set out on a new way of finding love that was giving him quite a reputation of being a trifler, a breaker of hearts, and dream breaker. And you hear in the movie all these people in the background, and they're talking about it and whispering behind his back, like, oh, this is what he is. (laughs) Did you think that was funny? Yes, I did. (laughs) Funny and kind of not nice either, because they're kind of backstabbers. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the time. Yes, it was. This is what these people did. Well, and honestly, it's a time now. because That's true. That's very true. Like we're still, we might have gone a couple centuries, but we haven't learned our lessons. That's very true. Good of you to point out. And then we find him at the opera, and all the ladies are falling all over themselves to see who Mr. Malcolm is with. And so Mr. Malcolm ends up being with Miss Julia Thistlewaite, who happens to have been out, not for just one season, Four. four. And four. back in the day, like, you're an old maid. Like, if you've been out for two, you were like, so four is not good. I feel like it was, she, I feel like it was humiliation for her because she was like, I, this is my fourth year yeah. being a debutante. I'm like, don't you only get one year of that? I know. Like, or maybe rest- two. Like, and then you're like, I don't know, put it out in the pasture. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's do or die here. Yeah. So this she is, is the desperation. <laughs> yes. And then of course all her rivals are not, they're like way, way rude. And they're like, just step aside. This is what one of them actually says. Like she, it's just time she steps aside and lets other ladies have a chance. Yeah. Like how brutal and cutthroat is that? <laughs> It's a cutthroat business. It is. It's a cutthroat season. Dog. And then while they're there at the opera, she makes her 
first a faux, faux pas. Is that how you say that? Faux pas. Faux pas. See? That's Maybe okay. You catch me. And if then... we hearken back to Pal Mal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you listen to our other ones, you'll see we messed up a few times. Yes. Okay. Love us anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So then she doesn't know the name, guys, of the composer and mistakes the composer for an opera singer. And Mr. Malcolm ain't happy. (laughs) No, that was strike one. Yes. Strike two was the corn laws. So he's asking her, and this is to test her intelligence. Also her awareness in socioeconomic policy. (laughs) Spoiler alert, she has none. None. So... (laughs) You could just see on her face when he asked her, like, what are your thoughts? And she's like, uh. I think it's great that we're feeding people the corn. He's like, oh. He's just like, what? Oh, girl, that's not it. At all. At like, all. it was totally, totally off. But also, I like that she owned it, and she didn't even care. She was like, I think it's great that we're feeding people corn. And you could clearly see he's like, that's not even close to what it is. She's like, I don't really care. Like, yeah. And then he's like, it's, it's not about that. <laughs> and she made it about that. And then she had this, like, smile on her face. Like, she was so proud of herself. Like, she had made up something, and he bought it. And he, yeah. he had it. It was, a, it was a catastrophe of a meeting for it them. It was. Very much so. And then Mr. Malcolm says, I thought it was so funny, that it's a pity she can't speak on the parliamentary floor, that her views are bound to change the face of politics. Or it's figure at any rate. Yeah. Because she talked about dieting. She thought it was a diet plan. So she ultimately feels the test of having a brain and the ability to carry on an intelligent conversation is an understatement, to say the least. Yeah. I think he's pretty disappointed. I think we all saw that she clearly does not care. And yeah. uh, these two are not a match made in heaven. At all. I mean, he was yawning and all the ladies are whispering like, oh, he's yawning. And then it was hilarious too because she had this feather she decided to put in her hair. Yes. And you see it keeps like whacking him she almost She whipped in the it eye. around each time and he was getting hit in the Yeah, face. and he was not loving that <laughs> Not a good choice. Don't wear feathers in your hair, ladies. <laughs> so ultimately, I think it's safe to say she failed. Yep. The test that he was giving her on the first date. Yeah. And he takes her home uh, early. And then there is an article in the local paper, a characterization of both of them, like a visual. And uh, it's basically her being humiliated by the jilting of Mr. Malcolm on their first date. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like us if all of a sudden we woke up and our face was plastered all over Facebook or, you know, all these places yeah. with something bad. That's how it was to them. And she was like, oh, my goodness. And it said, like, next on the bottom. So it was, like, saying, like, he's over her. Like, yeah. Move on. <laughs> yes. And she's pretty maybe prideful about it. Uh, she definitely oh, yeah. is a dog with a bone. She's not going to let it go. No. And she, like, screams and has this, like, panic attack almost. And so she's- yes. Yes, and we do meet her cousin, Lord Cassidy. Yes. Cassie. Yep. Who is, I am loving this yeah. guy. He's yes. so mellow and not um, phased by the drama. <laughs> he also doesn't want to be a part of it, but everyone drags him in. Yes, so poor like guy. Poor guy. <laughs> um, but she devises a plan to get back at Mr. Malcolm, and you want to tell him what the plan is. 
Yes. So she decides, which actually we're going to kind of segue a minute and talk about. So she does have this friend that we had talked about in the beginning named Selena. Mm -hmm. And so she, they've been writing for years and everything. And they actually introduce her a little bit. And we see him, her for a moment of time. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But she decides, you know what? I'm going to have my friend Selena come. Yeah. And she's going to be the perfect woman. And then I'm going to rub it in his face that he can't even get the perfect woman. And even on top of that, then she's going to have a list and he's not going to live up to her list. Yeah. <laughs> so we find out that, and thank you for segueing because I hmm. didn't explain that. We find out that Mr. Malcolm, we find out through cousin, the cousin, Lord Cassidy, that Mr. Malcolm has a list. Yes. An actual list that he tests every woman and puts them through their paces. If they fail one requirement yes. on the list, then they are out of the consideration as a wife, yes. which is... I mean, it's like Pride and Prejudice on steroids. Yes. So um, needless to say, (laughs) everyone who finds out about this is not happy. No. I mean, because it's a list that we all, I'm just like, I was a little offended by it myself. Yeah. And also the fact that he did liken it to picking a horse. Oh, as yes. well. So he says basically, well, I have, you know, strict requirements for my horses to fill my stable. Why wouldn't I have even stricter ones for choosing a wife? Yeah. And so that's what he's doing here. And so he has devised this list that we find out. And I'm going to read it to you. And I'm sure a few others are going to get their feathers ruffled too, because yeah. we're from the 21st century after all. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Malcolm's list of requirements. Here goes, guys. One, handsome in countenance and figure. Two, graceful and well-mannered. Three, educates herself through extensive reading. Looks boring, guys. <laughs> Number four, converses <laughs> in a sensible fashion. Charitable and altruistic is number five. Number six is has gentle relations from good society. Number seven, candid, truthful, and guileless. Eight, possess musical or artistic talent. Nine, amiable and even-tempered. And ten, a forgiving nature. And he doesn't even have just one or a couple things like we saw in like Bridgerton. Yeah. He has... 10, but not only that, but each one has like several steps to yeah, it. It's and ridiculous. Like, How arrogant are you? And are you this great, you know, amazing person that yeah. you can? And that's what they're basically saying. Like, you know, Julia is not loving him at all. She's very upset, very hurt by it. And she basically is like, who is he? He is conceited and he is arrogant. Yeah. And so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hash this plan, have my friend come. And actually, there's a funny part that I like where we get to meet Miss Selena Dalton and we see her fiery spirits. And it's actually a little bit earlier in the movie, but we're going to go back there for a minute. And actually, the actress that plays Selena is Frida Pinto. Right? Yes. And she's so her. beautiful. I love her. Yeah. And we actually see her in this scene and she is trying her best to thwart the advances of a much older, very lecherous man. And just for all of you, that's pretty much a dirty old man in 21st century. <laughs> That's just the best way to say it. That was April's definition. Yes. The dictionary was a lot dirtier. Yeah. It even sounded dirty. So I'm like, we're just going to keep yeah. it like that, okay? So pretty much this guy, Mr. Woodbury, who's much older, wants to marry her. And we're, we were just both like, ew, this is sick. Yeah. He's like 20 years older than her. I think 50. I don't know. He looks super old. Yeah. Maybe 30. Maybe I don't 30, know. He yeah. was acting like, oh, I'm just a couple years older. And I was like, What? He's very geriatric, which yeah. no offense. No, no if offense. If you are, let's just stay within the same dating pool. Like, yes. can we, can we <laughs> narrow that down? 
<laughs> so she rejects him yet again for the third time, no less, and he gets really rude and reminds her that she is in a good financial situation, having lost her employment upon the unfortunate death of her employer, and that her father, a clergyman, is a man of modest means, and that she is <laughs> she is but one of many offspring, this guy tells her. Then he pretty much threatens her, saying that he's willing to help her siblings if she marries him, but if she refuses him, her prospects will be grim. Yeah. And she's just like, you know what, dude? Bye. Yeah, he's a <laughs> like, keeper. Here's a, yeah. Thanks for that. He's like, oh, well, marry me or, or uh, no or one's going to have you. So Yeah, how rude. It. And she was just like, luckily, you know, she was really just stuck up for herself. And she's like, well, bye. Yeah. Like, this is the third time because he actually said, well, this, there will be no second or third time. And she's like, you mean it already is your third time of proposing and you've already been booted? <laughs> She's done. Yeah. So you see her feistiness, and I really like that. Yeah, I agree. Then you see these back and forth where they're writing letters and stuff. And so she had actually written a letter to Julia and on, on seeing the character sketch in the newspaper. And she's like, I'm so sorry, Julia. So then Julia, she writes her the letter that we were talking of. Yeah. Inviting her. Doesn't tell her why or anything. Just asks, like, oh, remember, I was always going to have you, and I'd love to have you in London. So she invites her to come to town. And Selena, this little country yes. girl, oh. is on her way to the big city. <laughs> yes. She's excited. She is. Yeah. Well, she thinks that her friend just wants to see her. And so she comes under false pretenses on Julia's part. Yes. Which I think is kind of rude. Yeah. Honestly. I think early on we've established that Julia's character isn't great. She's very selfish, so self-absorbed. She gets yes. More developed. And the funny thing is, like, she's so about, you know, Mr. Malcolm being arrogant and having this list, but she herself is quite arrogant. That's true. As you'll see throughout the movie, where she looks down on others and just feels like she is too good. Like, she, you know, she's a bag of chips (laughs) or whatever that is. (laughs) What does that say? That says that we're from 1999. (laughs) Yeah. That's where it says. (laughs) She's all that and a bag of chips. There it is. So we do (laughs) find out that Selena has been living in Bath as a ladies' companion Mm -hmm. um, to old, well, I don't want to say old, aged yes, yes. <laughs> Lady Ossery. <laughs> and she's now looking for a new position because her employer, Lady Ossery, did pass away. Mm-hmm. So she is actually in between um, jobs when Julia reaches out to her. So I think that was really enticing as well. Right. She, on a side note, um, April <laughs> <laughs> Laughing super hard uh, in what we dubbed were Cousin or Lord Cassidy's uh, naked pants because they were very sheer. Yes. Um, Well, they were nude colored and then he was sitting in one scene on a nude colored couch. So it does look like in that scene, not that we are trying to provide risque visuals, but it does look like he doesn't have any pants. So (laughs) we're just laughing and Jill's like, what are you laughing at? And then of course I had to point it out. She's like, oh. Oh, yeah. Like, so sorry. this is part of where we take notes. Yes. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yes, we got to move on. We got it. Um, Julia <laughs> does tell Selena that she has a position or might have a position for her when mm-hmm. she gets there um, and fills her in then on Mr. Malcolm's slight to her and mm-hmm. how humiliated she was. So yes. uh, she does make it out that she would pay her. Mm-hmm. And um, she also kind of uses their friendship yes. as a way to say, look how he hurt me. 
And of course, without hearing right. all sides of the story, Celine is like, oh, I think that, right. you know, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. What can we do? And so then Julia's uh, good to share her plan with her that she came yes. up with. And I did feel bad because I did feel like she kind of manipulated the situation, Julia. She did. Because she made it very apparent to Selena that Mr. Malcolm had paid her way more attention than he did, and then he jilts her. Yeah, and that's true. all they did is go on one date to the opera. Yeah, he did not no. court her for a long time. Uh-uh. And, but she made it seem like that, like, oh, he drugged me on, he, you know made it seem like he was more into me than he is, and then he jilted me. And that wasn't the case. So poor Selena, as a good friend, she, after hearing the plan, which at first she was kind of like, mm, she wasn't loving the plan because she is a kind-hearted person. Yeah, I agree. She wasn't, like, all in. No. But after Julia had made it seem like she was so hurt, yes. she was so smitten with him, he was smitten with her, and then all of a sudden he jilted her and then humiliated yes. her. That's kind of what then right. pumped Selena up into agreeing to the plan. Well, and then she also made that statement too, like, I don't want any other person or lady's reputation to be ruined. So she also made it about that, and she called it poetic justice too, about this plan that they're hatching. Like, they're doing some amazing thing for society or something. And they're not. No, they're just getting revenge, and she's just calling it this poetic justice. Yes. And I do have in my notes, which I know that you can see those too, Mm -hmm. that um, it was very clear by the way that the nude pants cousin was sitting. And listening to their conversation of Julia and yes. Selena, that this was a bad idea. Yes. But he was. He was sitting like a little naughty school by like eating while he was watching them. And then you could see like he didn't want to, you know, throw Julia under the, <laughs> the rug or whatever. But he knew that she was lying a little bit. Yeah. And stretching the truth. So he was just like sitting there eating. Yeah. I took it as he was just, you know how someone will sit there and eat popcorn and just watch as this whole train wreck of an idea <laughs> comes into formation? I feel like that's how he was sitting there. Be like, this is really bad. <laughs> But yes. I'm going to see how this plays out. Yes. I'm going to watch. And he really doesn't want to be part of it. He even tells her. And she's like, nope, you're doing it. Yeah. You're, you're going along for the ride. And yeah. Because he was the one that gave Julia the list against yes. his will. He yes. gave it to because her. Because she's like, what list? And then you know more than you're saying. Yeah. He's kind of an idiot sometimes. So Yeah. Like a lovable idiot. But yes. <laughs> A lovable bumpkin. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, then Selena says that she is going to get Mr. Malcolm's attention where Julia failed. They're going to essentially take every single item that April just read off of that list and build uh, yeah. Selena into the perfect pursuit uh, for Mr. Malcolm. Yeah. So we don't know what is actually going to be real and what's going to be them training her into yes. what he wants. Because we don't know her either, yeah. yeah. And the funny thing I thought in all of this and me and Jill talked about was that Selena actually has a part where she says, how is she going to get his attention if Julia failed? <laughs> then she definitely doesn't have a chance if Julia failed because Julia is prettier after all. And we were both like, No. no. <laughs> But everyone's beautiful in their yes, own way. exactly. We're not, but, but we did not feel that that was the case in this. No. <laughs> and then Julia tells her, that is an astute observation. And even though her look is not fashionable in the classical sense, with the proper tutelage from Julia and the hapless cousin in the naked pants, they will make her the perfect prospect. And so the plan begins. Wow. Yeah. What What do you need enemies for when you got a friend like that? Yeah. Like, do I look bad? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, but uh, with a so little bad. training, right. you could look as good as me. <laughs> wow. How sad. <laughs> How sad that that's your friend. Yes. 
So they begin this amazing scheme of Julia's and they start with preparing Selena for requirement one, number one, which is handsome in countenance and figure. So the 1800s version of the biggest makeover begins <laughs> <laughs> and they outfit Selena with a fashionable wardrobe. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And then low you, cut. Very low cut. I mean, Julia kept saying, like, it needs to go lower. And, and Selena's like, no, no, it's fine. Yeah, she kept on making her gowns that were being fashioned for her very risque. Yes. Even for for that wow. time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that time, too. Now, now too. Like, it was a little. It was Selena a little even says, like, uh, no, she wasn't happy about it at all. And then the cousin, Lord Cassidy, a.k.a. the nude-colored pants man. <laughs> he is helping out, and so to fulfill requirement number two, he gets roped into helping her give uh, take dancing lessons or give her dancing lessons because the number two is graceful and well-mannered. Yeah. So you have to have your dancing and all that included in there. So I have a question for you. I was going to ask this <laughs> earlier, but just to spice this up, Uh-oh. on what item, so this itemized list, on what part do you feel like you would fail? Like which parts oh. do you fail? No, <laughs> not all. You would not fail all. <laughs> I'm like, well, we'd have to go back and read through them. So, and kind of give ourselves, I guess we could do that. You want to do that later or now? Oh, maybe what? let's do it at the end then. That would be There's, fun. That would okay. be fun. And okay. we'll do like, where do we hold up to this? What's the scoring on <laughs> yes. this list for us? That'll be okay. so good. Okay, we'll jump ahead to that later, guys. Stay tuned. <laughs> so we're back with them preparing for requirement number three, which happens to be educates herself through extensive reading. And they have to prepare her by having her read tons of boring looking books. I mean, yeah. it just looked boring. It looks and then, real boring. Yeah, and then the cousin is like giving her also the information on the, the what was it, the corn stuff that they were talking about the earlier? Corn moss. The corn yeah. moss. And she has to read all these pamphlets too because, and then Julia has to come in and be like, you don't need to be reading all that. Like, you don't have to be so intelligent. You can just be too intelligent for the man. Yeah. Well, just because you're not intelligent doesn't mean other yeah. people don't want to be. God forbid you would yeah. be too intelligent. Yes. <laughs> and then the cousin says he feels like he is training to be a wife as he helps train Selena, too. That was yeah. a funny little thing. I do like uh, Julia and Cassie, Lord Cassidy, a.k.a. we're going to call him Mr. Nude Pants yeah. guy. I like their relationship because yeah. it's the, the two bicker, almost like they're brother and sister. Yes. But I feel like it's also a very friendly bicker. Right. Like they're not cutting each other yeah. down. So, no. Um, but it, it is pretty funny to watch those it two. It is. And, I mean, he's just a nice guy because, like, when they're yeah. talking right now and then Selena had told him, like, I know when he was saying and all this stuff that they're putting her through and she's like, God forbid someone actually marry for love. And he said, what a wonderful thing to say. Like, he just has a really sweet I know. Heart, you know he does and I honestly feel bad for those two because they were really pulled into this revengeful scheme by Julia and they're yeah. just kind of hapless victims <laughs> along for the ride agree <laughs> all right so we are skipping right along we here are. because finally the big day is set they feel like <clears throat> Selena's in a good spot mm-hmm. she's been molded into the perfect pursuit or the perfect candidate for mm-hmm. Mr. Malcolm um, and then they set up this arranged meeting yes. like a meet cute for both mm-hmm. of the characters and uh things go right from the beginning there yeah they do <laughs> i thought that was funny because you know watching it the first time you're not really aware what's all happening yeah and of course we have to go sometimes watch stuff 
several times or we have to try to help each other remember. Yeah. <laughs> and so that can be hard. But yes, so they meet in what we, it's like a conservatory or orangery they call it back then. Yeah. And the whole plan was to have her be like mysterious and stuff. And it's at this ball that someone is hosting. And so she happens to be out in the orangery just kind of biding her time. And here comes this guy and he, they start conversing. Yeah. And they don't know who each other is because we have to keep in mind for a quick history lesson. I'm not the history buff here. But back then, they did have to get proper introductions. So yeah. it's not just like us now. Like you can meet someone on the street and say, hey, my name is April. You know, what's your name? No. You had to like, you could talk, but you couldn't properly know each other. And it was right. super weird to have an introduction unless someone else from your like class would come and they would introduce you and say, this is Mr. So-and-so. And so right. it was just this whole rigmarole. They had tons of rules and weird stuff. <laughs> No, like yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. So, like, they were not properly introduced at this no. point. No. But, yeah, and good point. So, they're just two strangers that happen to meet, and they start talking about things and hope. And there's just all this really cute banter going on. Did you like that part? I did, yeah. I did think that the whole setting her up to be this mysterious creature or, like, character um, was a... I don't know. I feel like it's like a used and abused idea. I feel like yeah. it happens so much. You know what yes. I mean? Um, but I still liked the way that they, even though it had been very arranged, they still met um, just by yes. coincidence, by accident. It was. By happy chance. Right. And that she didn't know who it was because at first we think that he, she does know and then we find out she's never met him. Right. So she doesn't know what he looks like or anything. So this guy comes out and she just starts talking and they start talking about hope and she actually ends up making him change his mind about it and sa- he says at the end of their conversation, perhaps I am mistaken in thinking hope a useless thing. Yep. And so boom, check mark right by the yes, converses by in a sensible, sensible fashion. fashion. Exactly. And then he of course says like, I hope when you go back to the ball that we can be properly introduced so that I can get to know you and all that fun stuff. And they kind of say goodbye. And then I I just say, as can I just say, as a hopeless romantic, that I thought it was actually really cool that they were, you know, supposed to have met in this orchestrated way because of Julia, but they accidentally met, and it almost just seems a little bit more like uh, fate than subterfuge, yeah, and I liked that. I think that's a good call-out. Yeah. I'm not a hopeless romantic, <laughs> but I think that it was a really good call-out. <laughs> well, thank you for being nice to me, not like Julia. <laughs> Um, so just as April had just mentioned, they had to be formally introduced. And so once they kind of went their separate ways, because again, you couldn't also just be a man and a woman in a far off corner talking that wasn't allowed. So, um, so the young women who were not married needed to be chaperoned pretty much at all times. Right. right? So she did kind of realize a sense of, hey, we both have to get back. And yeah. both of them realized they did. that. Yeah. And that's where they kind of cut it short. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Malcolm, he goes back into the ballroom and he runs into Lord Cassidy and they're all talking. And it was super funny because, again, Julia doesn't know what he really likes. And so she's trying to orchestrate all this stuff. But Mr. Malcolm actually ends up saying to Cassidy, like, he doesn't like mysterious women. Because he actually, I caught that when he was saying, like, I have this mysterious woman for you to meet. And he's like, I don't like mysterious women. Yes. And he's like, actually, I found a likable woman that I think is actually good for me. And she's in the orangery. And so it actually ended up being Selena. And so Cassidy put it together and he goes and then gets Selena because she's still out there waiting for Mr. Malcolm to show up, not knowing she already talked to him. Yes. (laughs) And so then he pulls her in there. He's introducing him to Julia's like, what's going on? Like, they're supposed to be, you know, waiting and for mystery. And that ship's already sailed. Like, you know, that's that's It didn't go the way you planned. (laughs) No. 
<laughs> so just as they were hoping, they get introduced properly, and Mr. Malcolm is hooked like he's done for. Yeah, asked Selena to go to the portrait gallery with him the next day. So. Yes, apparently it was the fashion to ask women to either promenade, mm-hmm. which was walk, yep. or go to like a portrait gallery yeah. where you're looking at art. Mm-hmm. That was where Another, the very safe right. day dates happened. Yes. So that's what they did. Um, mm-hmm. They were in the art gallery. Selena and Mr. Malcolm are hitting it off. They're having a really open, honest conversation. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really feel like, even though Selena's been prepped mm-hmm. to or molded right. into what he was supposed to like, I felt like there was still an honest conversation happening yes. where she wasn't pretending no. because he was asking her her opinions and yes. her thoughts and she was answering very I truthfully. I like that So too. I liked that, yeah. yeah. And he actually opens up and they start talking about the whole reputation he has as a trifler, breaker of hearts, and a destroyer of young ladies' dreams. And then he asks her if she believes the descri- these descriptions of him. And she said she's not ready to pass judgment. And he says he's happy to hear that because he does not feel he deserves a reputation he's required, particularly in the case of Miss Thistlewaite. And he finds himself blameless since he only escorted her one night to the opera. So that was pretty, like, eye-opener for Selena because this whole time she's been fed this line by Julia saying that, you know, he did all this, this, and this. And she's like, wait, what? It was (laughs) one night on a date. But she says, well, then you should have, like, given her another chance. At one point he says this. I don't remember if it's right now. And she, then he basically says, well, if I did go back and try to court her some more, it would actually lead her on. And it would ruin her reputation. And then I would be actually worthy of all of these rumors and these things that they're saying about me. So I think he does a good job explaining through that. And I think Selena starts to get the idea that I haven't been told the whole story here. Um, Then right in the middle, I thought that was so funny when they run into this old friend of Mr. Malcolm's and he happens to be Captain Henry Ossery, Mm -hmm. who is in town for military memorial and ironically is the nephew of the late Lady Ossery, who Selena was a companion to in Bath that we talked about before. And if you guys don't know what companion is, it's just someone that would take care of someone or in yeah. the elderly age, like we said, and they would get paid for that. Sometimes it was like if you were a poor relation and since she was a clergyman's daughter, that's yeah. what she had to do. It was so a job. It mm-hmm. was. And it kind of was like you weren't like, you know, the greatest or looked at upon in the greatest light sometimes if you were a companion yeah in some of those senses or a governess but that's it just was what it was so anyways as they're talking selena accidentally checks another mr malcolm's boxes number five charitable altruistic <laughs> but he seems just a tad jealous of their somewhat knowing each other and carrying on in such an affable conversation yes <laughs> and he I, did have that look <laughs> i don't think he was excited that At all. because captain osray just for a visual yeah because you're listening to that's us right. He's a pretty good-looking gentleman. Like, he's... Theo James plays him. Mm -hmm. If you don't know who Theo James is, he played in... Oh, my gosh. What's the... uh, What is that? Three... Not not Hunger Games. Divergent series. The Divergent series. I didn't even watch that. I'm out of the loop, girl. I mean, it's for 16-year-old women, so... (laughs) Well, I'm (laughs) way past that. (laughs) I don't know if it's like a Friday night with your daughter, probably. (laughs) But um, I have a teenage daughter, so we were watching Diversity and... Diversity. (laughs) Divergent. (laughs) No, but Diversity is another good one to watch. Okay. And take action on. So, um, in the middle, after they ran into the old friend, Mm -hmm. so they actually... Is this where Captain Ossery... says he's going to call on her the next morning, basically. Like, hey, I'm going to come to your house. Yes. I'm going to do a formal 
call on you and yep. we'll go to the we'll go promenade. Yes. And then that night we see this conversation that Selena and Julia have a heart to heart. It is. And you just have to watch it for yourselves, guys, because Julia grabs this huge cake. Yeah. And you think she's gonna share it, right? No, she just starts like eating it all by herself. <laughs> so then she and then Selena is telling her like she's not quite sure that Mr. Malcolm is a villain she painted him to be and then Julia tells her just wait until you're held up to the list of all that's required and you'll see how unpleasant you can be and then after Selena says she cannot deny Mr. Malcolm has a certain kind of attraction yeah Julia like loses her mind she gets <laughs> she upset does. and tells her to take it from her it leads to nowhere and then she will not share the cake with her <laughs> she just grabs a cake like I felt so sad for my inner love of cake. Because <laughs> yeah, it looked good. It and was a- she was just eating it with this big old, like, kitchen Food. spoon. Yes. And Very then not gracefully. No, and Very then not. you see Selena actually try to, like, go and get her spoon and take some, and <laughs> Julia just yanks it away from her. Yeah, she's eating that whole cake on her own. It was, looked really good, yeah, too. Did. I'm hungry right now, but it was very rude, but it looked really good. Um, then, next morning, Captain Austria actually calls on Selena, and he tells her that he came to London um, because it was his late aunt's wish that he meet with her and make a match. So he's already kind of sharing that he planned to... Um, adhere to his or honor his aunt's mm-hmm. late aunt's wishes to yep. marry Selena. Right. And he does like her. Like, I think they do have a friendship that's forming. Yeah. Like, they don't know each other except through, like, his getting letters from the aunt. Yeah. And her hearing about him from the aunt. And so, but they have formed, like, this good opinion of each other is yeah. what I took it as. Yeah. And so That's I, the best way yeah. to describe it. And so I did like that. And also, it's also funny, I wanted to really mention, too, when Julia first meets Captain Ossery, too, when he comes to the house, and you'll start seeing this kind of sparks-flying relationship that they get. Yes. <laughs> So that's kind of funny. So stay tuned for more of that drama, guys. Yeah, it's like a love-hate <laughs> Kind of like in Bridgerton, She's decided. real, uh, what do they call it, passive-aggressive. Yes. She's like, I didn't think captains could afford that kind of attire or places in <laughs> London. Just very passive-aggressive rude. Aggressive, <laughs> yeah. rude. yeah. Uh, but there, there's some sparks flying there, there so is. that's a good call out. And so then when Captain Ossery and Selena are on their little walk and they're all chatting it up, who do they run into? Mr. Malcolm, <laughs> yeah. who's not happy that they no. are walking together. He looks even more jealous if that can even be yeah. <laughs> pulled off than he did the day before. So both of them actually end up asking her at the end of that walk mm-hmm. on a date. Yes. It's very awkward. It is. <laughs> to another, yet another ball, because there's balls all the time. People <laughs> <laughs> don't have jobs, though. No. Nothing else to do. Exactly. And so first, like, Mr. Malcolm mentions it, but then Captain Osri like, steps in before <laughs> Mr. Yes. Malcolm can say anything else. And he's like, oh, well, I'm going to be there, too, and I would love to have a dance. So he just, like, cuts him off, like, hardcore. Yeah. And then Mr. Malcolm is just kind of left standing there. And then it's so funny. Captain Osri kind of just, like, slaps him on the back as he passes like sorry i won sucka <laughs> that was so um the next scene sees us at all, all of them are at a dinner which mm-hmm. I, there wasn't a ton of transition between mm-hmm. like that walk the ball and then no. dinner just boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah so we're sorry we're cutting. diving yeah. through these fast but That's number one yeah you don't want to be here 12 hours and number no. two the movie kind of cut to a scene really quickly so they're all at dinner 
Mr. Malcolm's there. Uh, cousin Cassie's there, yep. a.k.a. Mr. Noodle Pants. <laughs> Julia, Selena, Julia's mother, and uh, Captain Ossery. And it's a really funny dinner. I thought mm-hmm. that this was one of the funnier scenes. It was, yeah. Mr. Malcolm does start <laughs> sparring with her through yes. these questions about... What do you think of the corn laws? What? Do, oh, this no, time he this actually is, says, "What do you think of the new church growth act?" Yes. And to everyone's surprise, <laughs> she actually had had thoughts on it yes. and, and answered well. Oh, she I even have it. in our notes she killed <laughs> yeah. it. Yes, I was going to say we have in our notes she killed it. Yep. And she did. And then in answering the way she did, she inadvertently checked box number seven, which is candid, truthful, and guileless. Yeah. So, and a lot of these, I feel like she was just answering honestly. Like, I think they thought like, oh, wow, we trained her well. But she was actually just using the brains God gave her. (laughs) So she was able to answer it. That's how I felt. And then it was funny. They have these little side way things going like with the footman where he just says because she's talking about how in this whole bill that you could give more to the poor you know and break it up instead of doing all this and he's like what about just paying me more (laughs) and I'm like yes you preach man you preach he was so funny the footman John was yeah John I caught that sidebar too where he's like or you can just pay us yes I love that John like you're my kind of man John (laughs) then on another subject in another one we do see Julia and Captain Osri also seeing some sparks fly like we had mentioned Mm -hmm. in a competitive way like we had seen in Bridgerton season two relationship so there was definitely some fencing of words going on over there yes later (laughs) that night uh, Selena checks yet another box this one we know for sure she did not check uh, organically so she faked playing the piano? Yeah, it's like a pen- I don't know even how. Uh, yeah, in Florida, I don't know. <laughs> so she could check box number eight, yes. which is possessed musical or artistic talent. Yes. She really didn't. We know the story tells us she didn't mm-hmm. possess any of those. No. So you see her sitting at the piano with the cousin, cousin Cassidy, naked pants guy. Naked pants, man. <laughs> there you go, pants guy. <laughs> and she is pretending to play while he's actually playing. And then Mr. Malcolm is like so in love because he's like, wow, boom, check that box number eight. <laughs> Have you ever, do you play the piano? I do don't. You play instrument an instrument no, i actually play the drums growing up do you really fun. i did i don't know if i could anymore but yeah I well i remember when we were talking about when we were doing the bridgerton series you horseback Ew. you horseback ride mm. and now i know that you play the drums did i mean all those things are in past tense i don't know if i do them anymore but you're what... very interesting i play nothing well, and i am scared out of my life for any animal that you have to ride or come in contact with so but i might be now i don't know i said i always wanted to learn to play the piano but my option was having my older sister teach me and that doesn't usually go well with the sibling <laughs> teaching the other Never and after mind. one try i was like yeah we're out of this we're not yeah <laughs> and so my son he learned he plays really good so i'm like oh so i can wait vicariously through him piano? he's teaching himself yeah through That's youtube amazing. videos so he will just memorize an entire song gotta love youtube yeah. i learned how to do a podcast through youtube that's right you did we're too. learning lots of stuff that's awesome okay <laughs> sorry i yeah. side railed but that's okay <laughs> so the next day we see this funny other little scene of i think they're playing croquet together again with the cousin cassidy and then the <laughs> mr malcolm and julia and selena 
and also Captain Osri, and they're all there. And of course, Cassidy has to do the shout out of Selena while she's playing. She's so amiable and even tempered. So yes. she can check a box number nine. Check the box, man. <laughs> and then Sparks flies. Mr. Malcolm helps her learn how to play the game. And I felt like he kind of got a little up close and personal for the 1800s. Did you? Yeah. I, so. I mean that yeah there was some liberties there yeah no one is no male is going up to a female and grabbing her around the waist and getting close to show her how to yes i thought that was very much like mallet in 2022 in croquet yeah and then a different kind of sparks are flying yet again between julie and captain osry as they are just again, cannot stand each other no. <laughs> but like in a great way yeah. i feel like he the banter that they have is she throws out the zingy one-liner mm-hmm. and then he throws it right back yes and i'm like this Definitely I mean, sparring. I like this. Yeah. yeah, I liked it too. And then we are cutting to yet another scene where they're in a totally different place. And this takes place at a horse trading fair of all places. Oh, God. This place yeah. looks so horrible. Yes. Can you imagine the smell? I'm glad I'm not. No, there. girl. I can't ride them. I can't be around them. I don't want to be in a stall. It's horrible. They're really beautiful creatures. I, I have to give a call out for horses. agree to disagree. <laughs> all right. And then we meet a Selena's cousin, Mrs. Covington. Married oh, twice. She's my favorite. She's crazy. I'm <laughs> she's sorry, but she comes favorite. in hopping like a bunny, basically. She she's real excited. Okay. That's what you want to call it. I call it high, strung, and flighty myself, but... Wow. That's, that was... Okay. We're going. We're getting real. Yeah. So I thought she was cute. I thought she great personality so i need to understand better after this podcast my thoughts your thoughts yeah well mr malcolm apparently agrees with me he shows up and all of them just have this look on their face like whoa and so uh, it is selena's cousin but julia ends up claiming mrs covington as her cousin seven times removed to avoid the judgment of mr malcolm and to be able to check box number six has a gentle relations from good society yeah i mean and, i would agree that mrs covington was not gentle relations from good society no but I, mean, I think she was very authentically marching to the beat of her own drum yes and i will give her kudos for that <laughs> She's definitely you, after you just really uh, slammed her character. And I'm just kidding. Uh, she was a, a little bit much, but but I liked her. I thought you would not. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, we're moving on. So to prove the point, the next day on a ride with Mr. Malcolm, when he invited her again, where he shares that he is glad he isn't courting Lady Thistleweight because of her non-genteel cousin. Oh, very man. arrogant. Yeah. yeah. Which Selena, of course, is very put off by. But then he also says some very nice, charming things and invites her to a house party his mother is hosting at their estate in Kent. And he also invites all the Thistleweights, because that's who she's staying with, and then Lord Cassidy, and then her parents as well, which was really nice. Yeah. And then despite her best intentions, it seems apparent that Selena is feeling drawn to him. And then as they are walking back to their horses, he accidentally stepped on her dress and rips it. And she says, it's no matter. It can be repaired. And in so doing, she again inadvertently checks box number 10, a forgiving nature. Yeah. So So she's just checked them all. She is. And really, a lot of these I don't feel are actually made up no, by her. This is organically like, yes, her. Yeah. yeah. So I loved that because again, Julia was trying to like make this perfect woman, but really just because she has such a kind nature and she is who she is, she checked all of them herself. Yes. Without needing any of it. So that was really cool. 
But again, there is some subterfuge and things that did happen and some lies that were told. told yeah. Like about the cousin that we'll get into later. So then they're all on their way to the estate. And it is very apparent that Julia is falling for Captain Osry. Although she keeps denying it and saying, you know, because she keeps asking like, oh, is he coming and all that? So she tries to pretend all uninterested, but you know. like Yeah. I mean, I think we can all use our eyes and yes we can tell in our brains in, yeah, in our brains <laughs> they're interested in each other they want to know if each other's going yes. but in like a way that says i don't care but then you really yes. do care because you're asking everyone if they're going and i think there might be a little jealousy there on her part too because really captain ostry was there as well was the acquaintance of somewhat selena yeah so again i think there was that as well like she's like Again, (laughs) Selena's got a few suitors. Yeah. (laughs) So later that night, we do meet uh, Countess Elizabeth of Kilhorn, a.k.a. Lady Kilhorn, Mr. Malcolm's mother. She does seem at first to be very much a snob um, or like a member of the very upper class Mm -hmm. elite of society. Because we are at, once we sit down and get into the huge estate that they're at, which is gorgeous and beautiful. She sits down for tea with Mm -hmm. Selena and her parents and Julia and pretty much the whole crew that came. Mm -hmm. And she's asking questions and you can just tell on her face that Selena's parents are so genuine Mm -hmm. and they're country folk and they're authentic and they're they're not putting on airs. Mm -hmm. They do say, you know, they come from humble origins. And she's just got this face the whole time that says... Oh, like, I don't. Ooh, yeah, kind like of you're beneath me almost. Yeah, like yeah. Or they would answer. She would say, you know, where? Well, what's your family name? And wasn't one of them the uh, Darkwaters or the King something? I don't Kingswater. know. Kingswater. And she's like, I don't know that name. And they're okay. And yeah, she was like, I don't know that name or where it comes okay, from. I don't care if you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, so okay. it was a very uncomfortable mm-hmm. meeting where you could just tell that. They were being judged. Also, it comes out that Lady Mm -hmm. Covington is, or Mrs. Covington is actually Selena's cousin. Her mom spills the beans. And Mr. Malcolm instantly is aware, but does, um, in a side, kind of an alcove that they walk to, they privately walk away, and Mr. Malcolm does share that he doesn't really care. So, And that he actually regrets saying that many a time because he realized how arrogant and prideful it was. And he's really sorry that he put Selena in that position where she felt like she had to lie to him to kind of make him accept her. So he apologizes, and then he actually invites Mrs. Covington to come. He does. I know. Yeah. But I have a question. Like, okay, I know. I'm like, I don't (laughs) know. (laughs) I know. Sometimes the questions are very hard but how do you like I we've heard before and I know this historically that people would be judged based off of their family relations but you can't control that like you can't control who your cousins are yeah I know because he'd actually said in that other conversation too like well where I come from they say like when you marry a woman you marry your entire family well we can't help who we're related to people (laughs) like none of us can like my husband's probably like yep (laughs) you do So we all have, you know, family, and that's just, we love them, but they're family. Yeah. And so, like, with her, and we actually end up discovering through this conversation that the mom and all of them have that it's actually not blood relation to them. It's yeah, actually it's a, she married in, and she was married twice and all that, but she married into their family, and it was like a 
cousin of theirs that ended up she married and then he got killed on the battlefield and all yeah it was a very sad story for her so i think mr malcolm does he's contrite in that moment where he knows he was wrong yep so that was good he at least saw that and apologized so that was good he wasn't too proud to see his mistake and fix it i like yeah the next scene though i was surprised by i i do feel a little bit i'm going to share this disappointed because i felt like remember lady killed born mm-hmm. yeah sorry is it killhorn or killborn i don't even know anymore <laughs> killborn killborn okay. so lady killborn at the very beginning we just talked about was very judgmental mm-hmm. very snobbish off-putting um in an instant it seems like she changes because that night they have a chess game lady killborn and her son mr malcolm are playing chess and he talks about julia and selena it's very clear that lady killborn does not like julia um because she can spot out yeah. her character well which, she just said some rude stuff like right from the get-go when they got out of the carriage yeah and they were talking about the estate and you know selena was like oh this is so beautiful and stuff and then julia said something like it's a lot smaller in person yeah <laughs> she's like, and it's a huge estate people girl like, you need to shut your yeah, mouth sometimes I was like, what? So, so stuff like that her yeah. opinion changed though because yeah. malcolm mr malcolm says you know do i have basically your blessing mm-hmm. she's not we i haven't proposed yet i plan on it and she says Yes, I think she's got a great character, and she has a, you know, clergyman. Her father's a vicar, so she has clergy in her background. And I just had to kind of pause and think, like, but a scene ago, you did not seem very approving. And we don't see, like, they're not, did you see, like, there was a dinner or anything that they were getting to know each other? I don't even think there was any scenes like that. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. I could see if it was, like, a couple weeks. Yeah. And you got to know someone. Or sometimes you do just know, like, a person is a genuine good person and you can tell you have that av- that ability. But often it takes time to get to know someone. So yeah. that did feel a little bit rushed. Well, that night. Well, well, and also because of the time, again, like, a clergyman was, like, okay, kind of. Like, they talk about them being on kind of, like, the third or fourth rung of society, basically. Where yeah. Like, they're okay, but they're not, like, the best of the best. And, yes, he is the younger son of an earl, but he still is in that bloodline. Yeah, So I also true. feel like back in the day, like, this is nice to write it up for a story in 2022, but, again, I don't really feel that this would have gone down. Oh, 100% not. Because like, even as a younger son, you're not the heir. You're not right. inheriting unless your older sibling, who is a male, because we're talking yeah. about primogeniture right. here, right? Like, if, Passes, yeah. Yeah, if they mm-hmm. passed away, then yes, as the younger, as the younger son, you immediately become in line um, well, if they to don't inherit. Have kids. If they don't have yep. children. If the, the older mm-hmm. son passes but has a son, yep. you as the younger brother are still not in line nope. for inheritance. So, yes, I think Mr. Malcolm's position was vastly over-exaggerated because he's a younger son of an earl. So, yes, you're going to inherit. You're not going to be the heir, though. Right. And you're but not going to be as rich as yeah. your well, older brother. And he did have good money, luckily, from that aunt, or else he would be probably in the military or something. Yeah, luckily, or the clergy. Yeah. They would have gone in as, a, as like, a bishop. Yeah. He'd so gone that might a, be why. Because if it would have been, like, his elder brother doing this, that definitely would have gone down. But sometimes I just felt like they were so snobbish that they yeah. just were like, no, they're it beneath was, us. It was very – I don't think that – 
I don't think the movie did a great job from scene to scene. Yes. At giving us some of the backstory or context around why we were seeing like the shift yeah. very quickly. No. Anyway, okay, yes. we digressed. And that same night, we also see Julia and Selena having this cat fight. Yes. In her room at the, it was right before this whole thing happened with Mr. Malcolm and his mom. And basically, Julia is ready to be like, okay, it's time to show Mr. Malcolm your list that you made up. But Selena starts to think it is cruel, and so they start fighting over that. And there's some really not nice things that are said between them. No. I think Julia throws it in her face that she's poor, which, again, she can't help. But, um... And I don't know if we shared this earlier, but part of the plan that Julia hatched wasn't only to mold Selena into the perfect wife, but also for Selena to release her own list about what a perfect husband entailed Mm -hmm. for her, which I think was just really petty. Yeah, but that's (laughs) what she is. But she's (laughs) petty. That's what she's doing. So she's all in, you know. So then she says really rude stuff, like basically is calling... I feel Selena like a gold digger mm-hmm. in their terms and is like, well, you wouldn't be wanting him if he wasn't rich. And now all of a sudden you realize and you see this beautiful big estate he has and now you're going for him. And Selena's like, no, I've just fallen for him basically. Yeah. And she didn't say that, but she's like, no, he's genuinely seems nice. And I really don't think this is right what you're doing. Yeah. And so she calls her out on it and they basically, you know, they're like, well, I don't want a friend that does this. And I don't want a friend that does yeah, that. And very Julia goes and grabs like, I don't know, some kind of like a, a pen probably because they had a feather and she's like this is mine and he walks out this is my pen this is my dress yeah it's very high schoolish yeah high schoolish of both of them um but we do get in the next screen that captain ossery and mr malcolm they somehow all of them are talking outdoors Mm -hmm. at like a picnic that they're going to have a masquerade like it comes up that they're going to host a ball and um Mr. Malcolm actually suggests that Selena go mm-hmm. as Celine. Celine, the goddess, goddess of the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> Captain Ossery and Mrs. Thistlewaite are shooting. Yep. He thinks he's going to teach her yes. how to shoot. Spoiler alert, she already knows how to yeah. and is prob- is better than him. Yeah, she and kills. rubs it in his face yeah. too. Like, I already have done this. It's <laughs> like, oh, you mean if I pull the trigger like this and then gets the perfect shot? Yeah. I was like, this is great. But he's actually loving it because he's like, wow, like that's actually really cool. I know. You know. I just did feel bad for him because I feel yes. like there's instances where he wants to mansplain things to her and she's not having <laughs> no. it. No. I'm like, girl, I get it. But also yes. just make him feel like he's explaining something right. to just you. A right? Little. Let's a little play nice. the game a little bit. Okay. <laughs> So Uh, then the movie hops again, all these, we're there, and then all of a sudden you're at the masquerade. Yeah. And I don't know if it was that night or days later. I think it was days later, but all of a sudden you're just there. Yeah. And didn't do a really good job at that. And so then you see them all dressed in their outfits, and you see Julia, her, and Casty have this conversation too. And they talk about how you basically have pulled me into this, but I never wanted this. Yeah. And actually, I saw like she's all mad now because you she tells him like, well, Selena's not doing it, and he's like, I never wanted Selena to be like your you know arrow of revenge or your knife of revenge. I wanted. I knew that she was actually good for him, for Mr. Malcolm, and they were actually a match, and so that's why I've been helping this whole time. And Julia, she didn't like that at all. 
<laughs> and then he basically tells her, like, you know what? You better wake up and smell the roses. And I'm saying this all in 2022 stuff. This is not what they said, guys. <laughs> but he basically says, wake up and smell the roses. Oh, so you're going to lose your chance. And then he, you see, like, Captain Ossery. Yeah. And so that kind of makes her wake up, too. And, I mean, she's still really mad over the whole thing of she feels Selena not doing what she had told her to do. And then you see them, Captain Ossery and Julia, dancing the quadrille. So she decides to go do that. And they seem to be having a good time. And then you see Selena making her grand yes. entrance as goddess oh, of the moon. She looks so beautiful. She was so beautiful. Oh. Frida Pinto does such a yes. just a great job. Yeah, I don't know what beautiful. she does mm-hmm. because she was just born with beauty. Yes. but she I'm does so a, a really <laughs> great job at being mm-hmm. such a graceful character in this moment. Yeah, so. I really like that. And then Mr. Malcolm and Selena start dancing, and everyone starts gossiping about the possibility of the two of them marry each other. And then Julia ends up leaving in a fit of jealousy. She's rage. She's basically. done. She like, is. You can tell something really bad's about to happen yes. because she is you can see very her face well and also i felt so bad for captain ossery because yeah. you can tell he's trying to right. actually say he has feelings for her and she's like bye and she's so mm-hmm. consumed with this arrow of revenge like yes. you said i like that mm-hmm. she's so consumed with it that she's just really blinded to the fact that she could have a, a the possibility mm-hmm. of yeah. a match yep. with a man that she actually finds as her equal yes but the problem is she doesn't really and actually lord cassie pointed that out. out like, yeah. You know, you say, and we talked about this before, like you're saying how arrogant Mr. Malcolm is, but actually you're doing the same thing. To Captain Ossery. Yeah. You're yeah. like, here's this good guy and he might be like what you say below you, but not really. And why don't you just accept the fact that he is your equal in so many levels and just yeah. knock it off. <laughs> knock it off. Yeah. And stop like being so bitter and so focused on revenge that you, you lose what's right in front of you. Right. And I think she can't do that no so then we get the uh cl- probably the most climactic moment mm-hmm. of the yeah. movie and yes. that is selena julia runs off decides that she is going to pretend to be selena mm-hmm. so right after selena and mr malcolm are done dancing um selena gets a note from julia's handmaid that says meet urgently mm-hmm. in this room yeah so she takes her handmaid takes her up to the room locks her in yeah. the room in the dark oh my god which i you know, i was like wow this is getting real dark um and in the meantime mr malcolm receives a secondary note that he's mm-hmm. supposed to meet someone yeah i don't remember where he was supposed to I meet think in the study i believe in the study don't quote me yeah no you're right <laughs> i quote you you're right so he gets up there and it's Julia pretending mm-hmm. to be Selena in the dark. He can't see her. So just from a visual perspective, right. she's like in an alcove window yes. area. He can't see her in the study. Right. So he's professing his love. He asks her to marry him. Mm-hmm. And it's Julia. So she doesn't say anything but hands him her list that mm-hmm. they wrote up of requirements for him and basically runs away. Mm-hmm. Now, this happens really quickly, but somehow... Uh, Selena's able to like Jimmy herself mm-hmm. through the door. Yeah, was it Jimmy? I guess use the that. Jimmy. Remember? Yeah, Jimmy or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure if that's so wrong. My dad either said yeah. Jimmy or Shimmy. I don't know oh. which one. It is. Jimmy <laughs> one or the, the door. Um, and so she makes it downstairs. Mr. Malcolm makes it downstairs. All of them are at the yeah. grand staircase entrance. All of a sudden. The, yeah. All of a sudden, everybody's yeah. in the same spot. Wow. And we learn everybody starts to put the pieces together yes. of what's going on. Yes. And also, I thought it was interesting. So at first, I thought that 
because I was trying to take notes and not pay attention, but then I went back and was like, okay, what's going on here? Because Julia had clothes to dress as Selena. So it could, I thought at first that she had taken Selena's clothes and like changed clothes with her, but she didn't. So that means that she had had to plot this out a while. Right. When From the whole dressmaker, because actually she, she was really nice. And when they were talking about what uh, costumes they were doing, she's like, well, I'll actually have my dressmaker do it for you, which we all thought like, wow, you're actually being really nice after the fight you had. Well, that's why she actually had this in the back of her mind the whole time right. we find right. out because how else could she all of a sudden be dressed Have in the, the same, same clothes mm-hmm. that's a really good call out. i yeah. missed that so i just i had realized that and then so you see then also another little thing is malcolm's mom is in an alcove listening to this whole thing yes and so then you know the truth is really like why is this happening what's going on and so they reveal all this and then i feel like julia kind of pushes poor selena and just like makes her take the fall for a lot she of does. stuff i felt like she completely shirks responsibility which i mean that's not really far-fetched for her character yeah. but she she goes off on this tangent yeah. about how she was so wrong does yeah. everyone see how she's yeah. the victim mm-hmm. and it's like but you victimize everybody in this situation yeah like, everyone in this situation right now is hurt mm-hmm. because you had a hand in yes. hurting them and she does not i don't think that she accepts it until the very end when Mr. Malcolm is obviously mm-hmm. super upset. He yeah. doesn't know who Selena is now mm-hmm. because he now knows she's been molded into what he right. thought he wanted. So he is goes his separate ways basically and says, like, I don't really want to be a part yeah. of your life. Because she tries to be like, well, I am who I am. Like, I, this wasn't actually really orchestrated, but he doesn't believe her because right. then there was that one lie with the whole Mrs. Covington, the cousin thing. The cousin where so he like, found well, out. what else have you lied about? And all And I this. agree. I'm sure he needed some time. You know yeah. what I mean? And then Julia hurts Captain Ossery because mm-hmm. it's revealed that Julia did all of this to make, to... Like, get revenge mm-hmm. on Mr. Malcolm yes. for making her feel humiliated because she liked him and she wanted him to like her. And Captain Osry is kind of in the corner like, but I love you. Yeah. So, and so. <laughs> so it hurts him. Right. He's disappointed. He goes his separate way. And then we're just left with, I mean, Cousin Cassidy, Lord Cassidy, a.k.a. Nude Pants, is... <laughs> Literally, like, I literally feel like he's sitting back with popcorn again. Yeah. Like, I told you guys this was a really (laughs) bad idea. He's just in the corner. Um, And Julia and Selena are obviously now um, at odds because of everything that just was said. They said said a few words and they went their separate ways, too. So everyone's just like, yeah, gone. (laughs) Everybody got into a fight and left. Yeah. Except the naked pants guy. <laughs> I did like that he went back into the ball and was like, are, is there going to be food? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> I mean, too. I'm like, but this is really a horrible situation. By the way, what is dinner look like? That's right. <laughs> what time is that? And then uh, after all of this happens and they, it's the next morning. And again, I feel like they just cut so fast to stuff. They did. It was a lot. It was and this yeah. was like a two-hour movie-ish, but there was so much going on, but it didn't. Like, in other movies, I felt like it did good at, like, building up, and you really got to know a sense of the characters and what's happening. And this just happened kind of really fast. It was really rushed. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. They didn't do a great job. Like, that was one of my yeah, call-outs is that there wasn't a great job from the storyline yeah. to scene to scene. It was very much, we're here, now we're here. And the... The characters' feelings are very different, so yeah. we were trying to figure out why they like, were... What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because all of a sudden, then the next morning, 
Captain Oscar reveals that he's in love with Julia, and even though she's a schemer, and then Julia ends up, she in turn is in love with him, they end up making out, and <laughs> then they're all trying to repair the damage too between Mr. Malcolm and Selena, so there's all this stuff going on, and then Selena's out on the lawn taking a walk, talking to her dad, which was really sweet, yeah, I like sweet. that, and he actually tells her, like, whether you marry him, because he didn't know the whole thing, the fiasco He didn't realize that's what she was doing. No. So, um, he says, whether you marry him, though, or not, if that happens or not you know we still love you and if not this was just a really great vacation and time away I know. so that again probably i mean if you were a loving father in that time you would do that but if you were like a money hungry father like a lot of them probably were in that time you would not be like that and you'd be like you will marry him like you better get this marriage you know? yeah i i think we have to read between the lines to your point like I mean, it was a, like we said with persuasion, there's a lot of 2022 perspective built into these characters, and you yeah. have to remember that too. Yeah. And it can be, again, if you had a loving father, because there were some back in the day that would say, you know, okay, I will have lesser if they don't marry. Like, right. But then there were those ones, it's like they married them for money and for position. That's just how it was. Right. Yeah. So that was also another kind of side note that I noticed. Then we have all. Captain Cassidy goes and tries to put in a good word for Selena with Mr. Malcolm while he's in the stable, which he hates horses like you, Joe. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was funny. actually, I totally messed up on our notes. This was me. It was Lord oh. Cassidy. It was Lord Captain Cassidy. Captain Ossery. Oh, and yeah, then Lord Cass- you. That was me. Oh, okay. No, I'm that was me. I wrote that. I was going <laughs> to let you go, but then I was like, oh, I'll take the fall oh, for it. Oh, thank a good you. Friend. You're so sweet. I don't have to <laughs> just say I'm being blonde again. No, this was me. <laughs> Okay, so we have Lord Cassidy, and he goes and he's talking to him inside the stable, but he actually says, can we go outside of the stable? I don't like horses. Thank you. And that reminded me of I, you. <laughs> I don't So literally, I was going to put in the notes, thank you, Lord Cassidy, someone who shares yes. sentiments about wild animals. Okay. But he is so sweet, and he is trying to explain to Mr. Malcolm that, you know, he was trying to help Julia, but not in the way that, you know, Mr. Malcolm thinks, like, in the, as far as the scheming, but in the fact that he actually knew that him and Selena were such a good match. Yeah. And so that he was doing all of this to actually get them together, and that Selena is perfect for him. But, of course, Mr. Malcolm is too upset and hurt to listen, and he just He is, yeah. Off. He's very stubborn. Yeah. And so then we cut to yet another scene. <laughs> Back and forth. Uh, Selena receiving a letter to meet in the Rose Garden at 3 p.m. And surprise. There's there? Cap- there's Mr. Ma- I was about to do it. There's <laughs> Captain Malcolm. Yeah. There's Mr. Malcolm. Okay. Uh, we thought this was going to go a lot different than it did. Yeah. They start fighting. Yeah, because he got a letter as well. And so then he decides to come up with this idea. Well, you're trying to trap me being out here in the garden with you. And she's like, What? I would not do that to you. He's like, well, you've done all this other stuff. And she's like, but I really haven't. And so they ended up, you know, kind of going off on each other. They did. She, you know, basically says, well, you're arrogant. And (laughs) then Selena gets called a liar. Yeah. And then they say some more stuff and then they go their separate ways again. Yeah, it wasn't great. No. So we do find out uh, in a later scene that the letters were actually sent by Mr. Malcolm's mother, Lady Kilborn. Yes. Which was funny. I thought it was Julia. Did you think it was Julia? I wasn't sure. I thought it might be Julia. I thought it was Julia or... or I was thinking it could be his Lord mom Cassidy. because the oh. mom was there in the alcove. So I was kind of thinking, did she? But again, I didn't feel like that was realistic because I didn't feel like that would really happen. Well, and I also just... Lady Kilborn didn't have any type of... 
Like, she did not like them in the first yeah. scene. So I, I was just trying to figure out where her Again, opinion if, changed. Right. If there had been, like, this where we could actually get this idea where they had had, like, a heart-to-heart. Right. Or they'd had a dinner or something happen where you really see selena's character come out in front of her and maybe we're just supposed to imply that i don't know but it wasn't there as far as i remember in any of the scenes it was just boom 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 yeah exactly yeah. that's what i had a problem with. yeah so and you know then we also see uh, julia later apologizing to selena and she ends up forgiving her they wish each other well and she selena says i'm so happy for you and captain osry and then yeah. julia's like well how do you know well, of course cassidy yeah <laughs> Lord Cassidy over here, a.k.a. Nude Pants, at <laughs> work again. on the beans. <laughs> so then Selena ends up leaving because it's like, there's no point for her to be there. They've had, you know, Mr. Malcolm and her had a falling out, so she's leaving. And then this is when we, Mr. Malcolm watches her go from the window, and then he runs into her mom, and we find out that she was the one that had planted the notes. Was yeah. talking, and she was a devious one. And then she, she tells him that Selena is a wonderful woman, and that his list has been a shield around his heart, protecting him from being entrapped by women that are out for just his money. But she's never met a more sincere lady than Miss Selena, and that if he does not lower the guard he has placed over his heart, he will lose her, and that love cannot be planned so carefully. It will stir things up a bit. And then. And Mr. Malcolm knows she is right and gets on a horse to go catch Miss Selena. He races in front of the carriage to stop her. And then he gives her the new list that simply says. Number one requirement, Selena Dalton. Yes. I was like, oh, that, <laughs> that was good. Cute. But I was like, it was a little, again, dramatic to have to go race in front of this, you know, horse and carriage that are going full out. They're running, and you're. Why do you have to go and like go in front of them? Can't you like kind of gallop along and like <laughs> tell the coachman like slow down, please? I need to tell her something. Like it's so dramatic, and I, like can I boom. tell you? I had the same thought. Oh. You and I are so funny because I was like, why do you have to go yeah. in front and almost kill yourself yes. to stop the carriage? You know that there's an open window on the side yeah. that she's looking out of, and there's a coachman. You and can just say like, I have to. Excuse me, yeah. sir. I need I would, to tell her something important. Like, like I just to talk like, to the. Part. That was also unrealistic. <laughs> like, again, they had to have some like epic thing. I get that it was, you know, for the sake of drama, but also again, unrealistic. Yeah, and not with. There's nothing probably, wrong yeah. with saying, "Excuse me, sir. You know the individual that's in your carriage. I would like a word with them." <laughs> that's what they were. And the coachman say. is your servant, yes. so he's not going to say no. <laughs> right. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> But whatever. I mean, I did like that scene. It was kind of, at the end, it was corny, but cute. Yeah. No, I like, I, you know, I thought the requirements uh, paper that he slipped her was yes. fun. And I did. We both did like that. I, we were like, oh, in our notes. And then he apologizes for the way he has acted and asks if she for, can forgive him and tells her he loves her. And then he gets down on his knees and very romantically asks for a hand in marriage. And in answer, she kisses him and asks... Uh, and then what his opinion he holds on corn laws. Yes. <laughs> so that was so Which hilarious. was such a treat. I was it like, was. oh, I like there that. you go. And then, of course, she says after that, I'll marry you. And they end up making out yet again. And again, that is not something that really happened back then. No, but I'm okay with the making out. I'm sure you <laughs> are. Like, <laughs> this, I was going to say this was very, very not on the level of like Bridgerton. So I was loving it. And you were probably like, this needs a little more making Let's out. Let's pump it up a little. Just kidding. <laughs> Um, no, I, all right, so did you think it was a stud or a dud? I would say, like you did for Persuasion, if I was just watching it for a Saturday night chick flick, cool. I would say it's a stud. I'm, 
And but if I were like going to have to watch this again, I would say it's a dud. Yeah, I Anyways, have to I'm agree. I'm yeah. very much on the fence as well. I yeah. have to agree that uh, I was. Well, the movie didn't get bad reviews. I think. Mm-hmm. Did you read any of the reviews? I didn't. Not really. I think it was like an okay or in the middle, and that's kind of where I am. Like it was cute. I would go watch it. Like it was a fun girls' night. But I, it's not something I would go watch again. Like there's some movies that they just like change your life. Honestly, you just love I them know. so much, Ugh. and you recommend. You can't help recommending them to a friend, and you want to go watch it again. Like this? No, that wasn't it. No. Like this was cute, not. and that's about where I left it. Like, yeah, I'm not watching it again. And I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not watching it three times or four like you did Bridgerton. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Yeah, that w- Bridgerton was like six. Okay, oh, there's okay. a lot that was going on there. Um, okay, list. We were we promised yes. the listeners. So where are you on the list? Okay, so let's go back and find <laughs> this. Is I need to hear this and what we both think, and then you guys are gonna be like, okay. <laughs> For those of you that know us personally, yeah, well, that tracks. Maybe. <laughs> are you like, no, you're lying. <laughs> Okay, so, so number one, yep. handsome in countenance and figure. I would say it would depend on what part of my life. <laughs> I'm going with yes, okay. I am. <laughs> I would say if we're talking me in my 20s, I'd so be down. Oh, Although, you are still that way. Well, you just, you change. So, like, even now when people, like, look at pictures of me from then, like, when I was in my 20s, they're like, that's you. Like, I've changed so much, and that makes me sad. So I feel like in that era, and I think, I think I'm think i just trying to be who I am in this era, and yeah. I'm trying to embrace in this part of my life, in this stage, so I'm trying to embrace that. But it's different. Like, I was talking to people, all of us our age, that kind of almost middle age, you just feel different. Like, you try to embrace yourself, but you've changed. Yeah. I also think that when you hit your 30s, like, we'll talk about this one day, but you just really uh, don't care as much. Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't walk around being like, oh, am I attractive compared to that? I'm not in the right. same class. No, because okay? when I was young, like, I had to <laughs> put my makeup on if I went to Walmart or anywhere, and I was so embarrassed if I didn't have it on or anything, and now I'm just like, hey. It is what it is. Yeah. Man. You get what you get. At 36, yes. you get what Although you Although sometimes it's hard to be too real. We do have to say that one time we did try to do a get real, and we didn't have makeup on, and we oh, were yeah. like, um, nope. Like, the other day, that's where our filter comes in. We are tired, and we're working mamas, and we're working this filter. We did use a filter. Yeah, <laughs> and we That's... usually don't. But we're like, thanks okay. for telling. I know we. I had to throw okay. us under the bus. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say <laughs> handsome and countenance and vigor. I'm gonna check the box with okay. a yes. I'm working on it. And then number two, <laughs> two, <laughs> graceful and well mannered. I think it would depend who you ask. <laughs> I'm gonna say, oh no, not for me. <laughs> I would say for the most part, like. I try to be, um, but it, again, depends who you're asking, because some people are going to be like, no, you're not well-mannered. I think you're you're very well-mannered, oh, well, number one. I think <laughs> I'm well-mannered. I think graceful, that's a no. That's a hard no. Yeah, not. I can't dance or anything I like can't that. Like, I would love myself, to. Grace, grace. No. I know some people, too, in my life, and they listen to this, they are so graceful. And oh, I'm like, yes. how do you do I know. that? Me, too. And they just are so beautiful. And they just, the way they walk. Yes. And they look like ballerinas. Yes. And I'm just like, I want that. Like, I don't. I know. No. So I'm going with number two, no. I would say I'm splitting it. I'm well-mannered, but not graceful. <laughs> So I don't know if you can do so that. I'd probably be a check number no. one. We got a half point for number two. Number three. Okay. Educates herself through extensive reading. And again, I mean, I like to read. I haven't had the time to read. Yeah. And I don't probably read books that would educate me necessarily. 
<laughs> I was I like I like my romances and my fictional stuff. I do like learning new things, but again, we're at such a different era that we just watch YouTube. Yeah, it's a YouTube to kind of educate. So I do do that. If I find something that I want to know, I will go do that. But do I sit reading a five thousand page book about boring stuff? No. Okay. Be enough. What about you? I would say yes, mm-hmm. but I also like I'm. I love reading professional, personal mm-hmm. development, entrepreneurship, like all of those things. So that's where I'm a yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't read a ton of romance novels. I used to. I haven't to. had time. Like the only, I don't read anything anymore, sadly, because I just don't have time. So I listen to like the audiobooks, and that's okay. what's been I hard. Mean, I mean, counts. We, we wanted to do actually books, but we just haven't had the time. As yeah, I think listening to audiobooks counts, yeah. though. Okay. But I do more, it would be like the, the mysteries and things like that, not like the deep like, like learning. <laughs> but I do, I love listening to sermons and some other things of people's stories and where they've come from. I mean, from, that's so. learning, so I'm yeah. going to give you the point. Okay. All right, so you. we got a point here. <laughs> yeah. Four converses in a sensible fashion. Depends who you're talking to. I think I was going to say yes for you. Oh, thank I was going to say yes for me, too. Yeah, I, I don't say think yes we converse badly. No, I, again, I'm not going to hold a conversation probably, though, with, like, some professor from, like, Harvard. Well, not many. So if you're, that's what I'm saying. It depends what your oh, level is okay. at. Like, Mr. Malcolm, he was looking for that. Oh, Okay. No, from where I'm standing, yeah, I think I can for the most part. It depends on, on what sensible. we're talking about. Yeah. I think I can hold my ground with the best of them, but if you start getting into like chemistry and physics, oh and no, the theory or of just things I'm not like, like into, yeah, no, thank you. Uh, so, converses in a sensible fashion, we're gonna say no. We don't get well, the point. I don't know. Like Again, a half. Yeah, a half. All right. <laughs> Charitable and altruistic. I'm saying yeah, definitely. Yes, I do like to be definitely charitable. Yes. Okay, so we're giving point. us a point there. Gentle relations uh, from good. good society. I'm going with no. Well, we don't. That doesn't even <laughs> really, you know, to this day and age, I would say we don't even do that. Anymore. I don't have gentle relations. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are rough. I love them, but I mean, I'm rough, so. Yeah. They have, um, Genteel. The country folks, so I don't know if that would be considered back then. No, I think. It was like country bumpkin, but not genteel. Um, well then. <laughs> so that's, stop trying to give yourself that point. Okay, no. sorry. Okay. <laughs> and then. Candid, truthful, and guileless. Yes. I'm going to go with yeah, too. Yeah. Okay. I, I am, and I think you are, too. Thanks. Yes. It would suck if you are like, no, I no, think you're, you're kind not. of a liar. No, I mean, I think that everyone sometimes at some point in their life accidentally does, like, little white lies, or you do it to be nice to people. Yeah. Because sometimes you're like, yeah, yeah, you look good in that, or, you know, because we don't want to make them feel <laughs> yes. bad, you know. That dress does not make you look fat. No, like... <laughs> Like, sometimes I'm like, just tell me how it really is, people. Like, I need to go ask kids because they'll tell you the honest to God Oh, yes, they will. (laughs) So sometimes it's like, okay, you got to be ready for the brutal, honest truth. Yeah. But I do like people that are honest because you know that you can just ask them and they'll tell you. So we got yes for that. Okay. We got to check. And then eight possesses musical artistic talent. So mine's a no. Musical Heck no for me. Although, I mean, the drums a little bit, but I don't think I'm that great. And then artistic talent, I would say yes, because even though I'm not yeah, like... for you. I don't like paint a lot or something on a canvas, but I love anything like artistic. I so. agree for you, mm-hmm. 100%. Me, yeah. it's a no and a no. <laughs> <laughs> and then amiable and even tempered. Depends on the day. Ask my kids and they say a heck no today. I'm going to say a no for us. Because <laughs> um. it de- well, we're women and it depends on... <laughs> 
take time in the month. I would go out on a limb and say, that's a no. I would like to be. That is what I'm aiming for. I think and if it said aiming for even yes. temper or like trying to get yes, to, I'd give myself maybe. a point. Yes. And it might happen like one hour out of a week <laughs> because I think as women, we just have so many emotions coursing through us. Yes, that's true. That's very true. Like sometimes I can be pretty good. And then other days, like today, I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed and I'm like, people shouldn't even look at me today. Yeah, you're about to burn someone's house down. Yeah. Okay. We're at level burn someone's yeah. house down. And then number 10, a forgiving nature. Yes. I would say yes. I do try. Like, I'm walking through forgiveness in different relationships, and I try. I'm not yeah. perfect, but I do try to have that nature that at least tries to walk that out. It can be hard, and it can be messy, but I do try to have that, and I you do too. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. for both of us, we would check yeah. it. All right, so let's see. So question number one, we got a point. Question well, I said two. half a point for me, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> got point five and one. Question number two, I said no for me. You got the point. Uh, so I'm at one point. You're at 1.5. Educates through extensive reading. I said yes. You said half. So I'm at two. You're at two. <laughs> <laughs> Converses in a sensible fashion. We said half. Both we of said us. half, so we're at two point five. Charitable and altruistic. We said yes, yes. so we're at three point five. Mm-hmm. Gentle relations from the good society. Yeah. I said no. We got no point. Probably it wouldn't be considered yes. <laughs> Still holding strong at three point five. Candid, truthful, and guileless. We said yes. That bumps us to four point five. Possesses music or artistic talent. I said no. You said yes. That so places I'm you at five point five. Or I would yes. Because you got another one. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I'm still holding strong at a (laughs) 4.5. Amiable and even tempered. I said no. You said yes. And I forgot. Well, you said no. (laughs) For me. Yeah, I said no. Both of us need to be honest. Yes. Truthful and guileless here. Yes. So that was Use that number seven point. I said I would like to. Yes. We said trying. Yeah. But. So I, and then forgiving nature. So yeah, so that puts you at 6.5 for the win and me mm. at 5.5. That was pretty good. <laughs> so but Mr. Malcolm. Would, if other people like our husbands, our kids took this test for us. Oh God. What they'd say. <laughs> we might only get a two. <laughs> like you give yourself five points? Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> so needless to say, we would not be topping the charts on Mr. Malcolm's list. No. <laughs> Good to know you'd be ahead of me in the prospects, though. <laughs> Only, like, half a point, basically, because I might have lied on some of that. I'm not as truthful and guileless as I thought. <laughs> oh, that was fun. That was so fun. So, overall, like we said, we did kind of like it. Yeah, it was okay. I don't know if I would go spend big bucks, like, going out. Again, oh, don't spend it. your dollars. Yeah, Where to find it right now? Streaming on all services. No, actually, no, it's, it's in theater in and streaming. Okay. So, it's in theater and theater at home. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I personally would wait till it gets a little cheaper before I go. Yeah, it's twenty five dollars right now. So so I'm like, eh, I I mean, I hate to be like that, but I would wait for that one to come out on something a little cheaper myself. Agree, one hundred percent. And so I think that really wraps it up as far as what I got. What about you, girl? Me too. Oh. I would just say, uh, 
like us, subscribe, yes. follow us. We love you guys. Share us with a friend. If you guys are, um, you know, in love with one episode, doesn't have to be all of them. We're on episode 13. You could have had some episodes that you like better than others. Yep, so do we. Yep. <laughs> and sometimes we like ourselves and each other better in other episodes. Yes, that's very true. We're very reflective. Yes. But I would just say this was really fun for us. It was. Um, and share us with a friend. Or hit us up in the comments if you liked uh, Mr. Malcolm's list if you didn't like Mr. Malcolm's list where you would have rated on his requirements as yes. a wife we'd love to hear that from you we would you guys have a great day and we will catch you all later bye, bye.